Hi everyone, welcome to the Time Out with Dom podcast. This is episode 6 of the Time Out with Dom podcast. If you're new to the podcast, this podcast is all about uh, business, marketing, networking, uh, sort of any, it's sort of, the best way to put it, it's a great podcast for anyone who's, who's a bit of a high achiever, right, and wants to achieve some, some great things in life and and uh, people who want to know about marketing and make, growing their business and things like that. And uh, that, that was a terrible example, so I'm going to segue into the next section. Uh, I'm actually going to go a little bit off topic today. I wanted to um, talk about the new Tesla pickup truck. It was unveiled uh, last night or yesterday um, in Los Angeles. I hope I got that right. Um, at the at the SpaceX factory and it, it looked intense it was like I, sw- I swear it was one of the more showy sort of um, reveals they've done um, you know there was lasers smoke machines you name it but it sort of fit the narrative right of the new the new cyber truck as they like to call it and uh, there's been some mixed mixed sort of uh, suggestion or mixed thoughts on it um, which kind of does surprise me, but doesn't surprise me. Um, the reason it doesn't surprise me is because I don't think that this truck or really any pickup truck is sort of what the main sort of customer base of Tesla would be into. Like if you're buying like a Model 3 or an X or an S or something like that, um, you're probably not you know, you probably don't rely on a heavy-duty vehicle. Um, sort of more into the luxury side of thing, and and I still think this pickup truck is super luxury. Like, what kind of uh, car in general can you get for 39k with air suspension? Like, that's that's intense. That's that's awesome, uh, and that's stock, right? Um, so I just think that's great. Um, one, and as well, like the. the the reason why it uh, does surprise me, though, is I think there's a new market out there that have actually been watching Tesla and waiting for Tesla to come out with something that suits them, right? Like people who might live in a country area, uh, for example, where I live, it's it's a small city, um, you know, and, and quite often I'm, I'm, I have to leave the city and I'm going on roads that are full of potholes and... I just, the reason I haven't got a Tesla yet, um, one, I don't really want to spend a fortune on an S or an X because the Australian prices are through the roof, even though I still think they're probably worth that much, and a Model 3, uh, I'm not willing to sort of wait, it hasn't pushed me over the line, and I kind of want to get it when I'm in a position where I'm not, you know, driving over these terrible roads constantly. You know, I'd want to look at it, but something like this new pickup truck, I can really see myself getting behind it because it's going to go through potholes and things like that. No worries, it's it's not going to bother it. It's a proper proper heavy duty vehicle, and I'm surprised that people like myself um, and having sort of come out of the woodwork and said, "Ah, I've actually been waiting for Tesla to come out with a vehicle like this for ages, and this is going to be the one that I'm going to buy." Um, because I'm pretty keen on putting a reservation in at the end of the day. I don't think it's going to... I don't think we're going to see any out on the road until 2023 in a 
Australia, maybe even 2024, 2025. So even if I put a reservation on, I've got plenty of time to sort of get the financing together, right, to get one. So, yeah, I'm, I really like it. The other thing as well is I think the video or the reveal, watching it on a screen, right, doesn't give it justice. Um, I think what they probably could have done that would have would have really changed some opinions um, if they had, like, their whole lineup, so, like, their Model 3, their X and their S and maybe even the Model Y, Roadster and all that and have them, like, sort of side by side. And then I think people would have seen how big... And, and beefy the, the actual Tesla pickup is um, I saw one video on YouTube it was just somebody who was at the event and they were sort of out the back when they were doing the test driving of the vehicle and um, there was a Model uh, Model 3 driving side by side with it and um, and it did it made, the, it made the Model 3 look like a toy it made it look really small so like that's a big vehicle the other thing that people don't realise is I'm not sure about America. I think you can get fairly big sort of pickup trucks for around that, you know, that 50 to 60 mark. There might even be some cheaper ones around the same price as the Tesla one, so that's probably a bit normal. But here, if you want to get like a Ford F-150 or one of the Chevys or anything like that, even a Ram, you're looking at a minimum, minimum retail price of $120,000. That's how much they are here. If you do... Uh, Tesla's pretty good at when they release a car. It's generally just the the Australia the Australian dollar conversion, right? Which is I think it's about thirty, maybe even thirty five cents difference at the moment. So that means it's going to be like my maths is terrible, but it's going to be around sort of like the fifty two, fifty three marks. So by the time you put stamp duty on there, it's still going to be a sixty five thousand dollar car. But $65,000 is a hell of a lot cheaper than the trucks that we've got that cost around one hundred and twenty grand. What it's competing with at the $65,000 mark is it's competing thing with things like um, the Ford Ranger, which is, a, as far as I can tell, is a much smaller car in comparison. The other thing is, and that I don't think many people have taken into account, is the, is the actual specs of the vehicle. A lot of the type of people that are going to buy these vehicles, these big pickup trucks, are their businesses, right? They're businesses or they're individuals that need it for some sort of utility utility reason, right? It's uh, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to buy it for a lifestyle. You know, they like to go camping, off-roading, that kind of thing. But majority of their their market, and I dare say they would have thought that through. Majority of their market is going to be um, people who, who are going to look at the specs, they're going to look, how is it going to handle, how long is it going to last, what's the, you know, what's the costs of upkeep, how much power has it got, what can we tow with it, what can we put in the back of it, uh, how easy does it get damaged, and we saw they put a, they, they, they went at it with a sledgehammer, and, and as far as I could tell, there wasn't a dent, there wasn't a scratch, there was nothing. So if that's the case, and all their specs run out as, as far as they say, and the other thing too is a pickup truck, you know, a lot of people are going to be using it, like I said, they might be out of town, so they're doing high, you know, they're doing long range trips. This is a 100 kilowatt hour battery uh, for 39000 That That's dirt cheap. Um, in comparison, the, I think the, the cheapest 100 kilowatt hour battery you can get 
in a Tesla is one of their, I think it's their low range Model S, I believe, which I'm pretty sure here is about uh, 80 to 90, no, it's about, no, it is, it's, I reckon it's about $90,000, it's a $90,000 car, so you're paying, what, 75, 85, you're paying about 25 uh, grand less for the, for the same um, kilowatt hour battery and a, and a much, much um, better range because I dare say they're going to optimise it. So that also just suggests that they've found um, quite a few uh, ways to save money and as well, like, I've got to be honest, even though it's, like, cold rolled, um, like, stainless steel alloy, I'm not convinced that that's super expensive. Um, I might be wrong. I don't. I don't. I don't know much about metal. That's probably the only area where they're gonna have to pay. That's probably the only area where that car's gonna be more expensive. Because um, a lot of countries, in particular Australia, is one of them, have steel import, steel import costs, um, taxes. So it'd be interesting to see if it actually affects that or not. Because, I mean, 30 times cold rolled steel, like, that that's a decent amount of steel, um, especially f- for body work. Um, yeah, but, yeah, that's one thing. So, yeah, no, that'll be interesting to see what happens there, but it, it's a tough-looking car. I like the look of it, and it comes with all the perks that you'd expect from a Tesla in terms of performance. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get one. I'm not going to say I am. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure I get it one, and and the reserve the, to reserve it's only like 150 dollars, so that's like, what have you got to lose? Nothing really, um, you know. Whereas when the Tesla came out, it was uh, was about oh, I think when the when the Model Three came out, sorry, I think it was about two and a half grand you had to put down. Um, but that also suggests that they understand that to get probably to get more reservations. Um, they're going to have to lower it because people probably aren't, people probably don't want to pay two and a half grand to wait for a car that's not going to come for about four years and I do remember they had a lot of people that were actually getting refunds and I think that was simply just people were like, I'll get a refund and when it comes out I'll buy it. So I dare say what they'll do is um, they'll keep it at that sort of 150 um, and then they might raise it as there's more people ordering. the car or they might wait until they're actually fully in production and it's just like a four week wait time like it is with the the S and the X and then you will pay that two and a half, three and a half thousand dollar deposit while you wait that month for the car Um, which which is okay I don't really see the big deal in that Um, they get it ready for you it's a brand new car right, you're buying a brand new car you're not buying a showroom car yeah, no, I, th- I think it's awesome. The other thing that I thought was uh, interesting and was kind of glad that it didn't go in their favour was when they sma- uh, when they smashed the window, right? They did their test with the window and they dropped, like, these giant marbles on it. Um, and it worked really well. It didn't smash, didn't crack. Um, but the one that shattered was the normal car window that they were using as an example. Um, so this one is as far as... I think he said it was transparent metal or transparent steel of some sort, 
which is which is quite interesting, but it's still glass, right? It's still glass. As far as I understand, transparent metal is it's glass with metal in it, more or less. Because if you look at glass under a microscope, it's sort of like a an X. It sort of weaves like an X, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I dare say they can place metal in there, like metal particles in there, which would, would effectively make it stronger. But when they tested it, they, they actually threw one of those marbles at the window. And um, either one of two things happened. When you cut that glass to size for um, a window, it's not a full-size piece of glass anymore, so it's sort of, and it's shaped glass, it's not that perfectly square anymore. So I wonder if, because it was on the side window, um, if that actually implicates the strength of it, because it's cut yeah, on, yeah, on angles and, and, and it has angles and things like that. Um, but the other thing as well, if your car goes into water, uh, you kind of want to be able to shatter the glass, because um, that, in some cases, is your only way out if you drive the car into water. Um, so you don't necessarily want it too strong. Um, so I, I'm not too worried if they don't figure that one out. Um, but I definitely like the fact that the body is um, as hard as it is. And I dare say that the front's still gonna have crumple zones. I'm pretty sure they won't get it passed through safety testing without the crumple zones. And I don't think they're gonna compromise on their safety rating. That they have on their cars, which of the cars that they've brought out has immaculate safety rating. I don't think they're going to diminish the safety rating just to have a super strong car. Um, you know, I think they'll find a way to make sure that that crumple zone still exists, or there's some form of alternative that keeps it just as safe with the high ratings. So, yeah, no, I think it's an awesome car. Um, I'm 99.9% sure I'm going to. Uh, at least put a reservation on one. Um, it, do, it necessarily doesn't suit what I do. Like I, I do, um, I sort of work in the marketing industry, so it's, I don't really need a big car like that. But um, I do do a lot of landscaping stuff still um, because of the career that I'm um, been in in the past. So yeah, I could have a use for that, but. It's just, it's not a car that I'm like, oh, I have to look after it, be so precious. Like, you still want to look after it, right? But it's steel. It's a steel car. It sits high. It's got high clearance. It's got these giant full drive wheels. I'd probably take them off because it's just going to chew up your power. I'd imagine you use more petrol when you got um, big, big sort of four-wheel drive tyres on, so... Um, yeah, I'd probably go to like normal drive tyres, but still big ones, so it'd still match the car and its style. Um, but yeah, there's so much that that. Uh, but yeah, and I think one last thing, because um, you're probably sick of my humming and hurrying, I'm running out of things to talk about. But one one other thing that I noticed too is a lot of people sort of they didn't get the whole square shape. Well, not the square shape, but the real straight lines. And I think there's an underlying reason why they may have done it and it probably sounds really weird but a lot of the, a lot of these utes and these pickup trucks or these small utility trucks there's a lot of companies out there that make accessories for them right whether that be like hoods and um your canopies or whether that be like um 
camping attachments and accessories, all that kind of stuff that you can put on it, like those pop-up tent type things. And what that does is it adds a heaps of, um, you know, customization uh, that you can tailor to the way that you want to use the car. And I think that's awesome. And I do believe um, that designing those things and manufacturing those things depending on the shape of a vehicle can be somewhat complicated so I think with those straight lines it's going to make that that process a lot easier for those companies and and that will sell things like if you go to a Tesla showroom and it's been beefed up with all these aftermarket parts that are set up for the type of lifestyle or the type of utility that you need it for that's going to help sell the, the car, right? It's like when you buy, when when someone, like the type of people that are going to buy it, right? Um, that are into those accessory things. You know, one, one example is a farmer, right? When a farmer buys a tractor, they're looking at what accessories can they use on that tractor because there are certain tractors you can't use all accessories. So they're looking at, you know, what accessories can I use on it? And I think it's the same with this. Obviously, you're not going to be... Um, you know, you're not going to be harvesting potatoes with this with this truck or anything. But you know, with certain accessories, it it brings a whole whole new use for it. Um, so I'm super excited to see what will happen with it. You know, hear some more ideas. Hopefully, hear some people come out of the woodwork like myself, who you know, are massive fans of Tesla, but you know, their cars are really good but they're just not exactly what I need and then this one's coming out and it's like yeah I can I can deal with this um so yeah I hope I hope you enjoyed my opinion on it um obviously if you don't like the car you don't like the car it's simple um but I've got to admit there is no car company in the world probably other than Tesla where I like absolutely all their cars um you know Mazda has some cool cars Torquemont Nissan has some cool cars Ford has some cool cars Mercedes have some cool cars, but there are some of them that I look at and I go, I wouldn't drive that if I didn't have to. Um, so yeah, and you know, Tesla's bringing out more cars, they can't cater to absolutely everyone, and, and I think it's probably about time that they um, they found a new market and a new fan base to bring in, um, because I think the type of people that are going to like this ute and that are going to buy this ute or this pickup truck uh, are not necessarily always going to be the same people that like the rest of their lineup so i'm really keen to see how it goes and um hope you enjoyed my little take on it uh, and thanks for listening have a good day everyone